You guys, I am turning 30. Actually, when you're listening to this, I might already be 30. And sometimes I almost don't believe that. Sometimes I feel like I'm still 20. Sometimes I feel like I'm still 25, 18, 12. <laughs> like when someone whistles at me on the street, I'm always like, ew, you perv. I'm a child. <laughs> and then Noah's like, Lindsay, you're a 30-year-old grown woman. I'm like, <gasps> don't say that. And I realize it's not because I think 30 is a bad number. I think it just really goes back to show. It goes to show that as you get older, you don't feel old. I know people, when I was younger, I thought 30 was so old. And now I'm 30 and I'm like, no, no, not at all. And I really think we need to change the stigmas around aging. I feel like every day on TikTok, there's another person who's making it seem like, 30 is ancient and then if you post how old you are everyone will debate how old you look in the comments I'm like we don't need to do that okay it's okay if you look whatever your age is supposed to look like it's okay if you don't it's like what is an age supposed to look like we should just stop that combo and just give people nice compliments and move on um I'm saying that like someone's done that to me I've actually never like posted any video and had people like debate my age but I always see those and I'm like that is such a shame for someone to feel confident and post a video and like for all the comments to be like oh my god you look whatever age I'm like who cares who cares but now that I myself am turning 30 or will be 30 very soon depending on when this is uploaded um because I'm batching a few episodes I thought I would share 30 life lessons I actually was only going to share like five or ten and I wanted to like dive deep on those five or ten but I realized we'll just roll through 30 of them. I'll just go through 30 life lessons. They're going to be a little different. Like some of them are going to be more like life lessons for me. Some are like advice towards other people. Some are going to be like random thoughts. And yeah, I just, wow, I can't believe, I don't know. I don't want to get sentimental, but I, I mean, this episode's going to be sentimental, but I can't believe that I started like my whole journey of being a content creator when I was like, 20 21 and I'm about to be 30 like it's so cool I feel like we've like really grown up together um and I I don't know I'm excited I'm reflecting a little bit on my 20s and it was a whirlwind I literally went from being in toxic relationships being broke living paycheck to paycheck to winning a free apartment and like winning that like lottery challenge competition whatever you want to call it for a free apartment and $70,000 and my life completely changed because of that I became a full-time content creator Uh, I moved to Ohio I met my husband we moved to California and then obviously also in my 20s I've had a lot of tough things my mom died my grandpa died and my aunt died all in one year Um, As a collective, we all went through COVID and like the lockdown and everything. Um, I struggled with my mental health so much. I went through many diagnoses, finally got towards the right diagnosis. Thank goodness. Um, I went to therapy. I healed. I'm still healing. We moved to New York and I feel like I'm in such a good place right now. And it's crazy because I don't I don't look back at my 20s with any upsetness or anger and you know, I didn't do everything perfectly. I've made so many mistakes, but I don't look back at my 20s with any regret or anything. Obviously, if I if my mom and them could still be here, of course, I would take that. That's not what I'm saying. But with like things I've done, you think like all the, I, I don't know. I just, I am really proud of myself. And maybe that's part of growing up, which I love is that I have struggled with a lot 
a lot in my 20s of being proud of myself or admitting when I'm proud of myself or giving myself credit and I'm getting more confident in myself. I'm really finding my voice lately and I'm like, oh my gosh, is this a preview of my 30s? Because if so, I'm so excited. Like I have no plans of slowing down or stopping or giving up on my goals and I want that to be so abundantly clear to anyone who is afraid of getting older, whether it's turning 20 or 30 or 40 or 60. It doesn't matter. You have so much freaking time left Um, and I want to, I don't know, I'm hoping this will help you if you have any kind of fear and maybe just become excited for aging because I think aging is such a privilege and a beautiful thing and yeah so here are 30 things I have learned at 30 years old number one two things can exist at once feel out around a lot of people in the spiritual community which is kind of why I separated for a little bit who would find out that I was on mental health medication and kind of like shame me for it and they would act as if you can't be a wellness girl uh, in quotations meaning like you know that's like my niche online like you can't be a wellness girl and take meds and I'm like that is dumb like who created these boxes we live in like you can be in more than one box you can be introverted and extroverted you can be outgoing that's the same thing you can you know you can like to go out and have fun and drink and you can also love to have self-care days like you don't have to put yourself in a box life doesn't have to exist and you know I don't know. What I'm basically saying is two things can exist at once. And polarity is real. You know, you got to learn that everyone has different life experiences and we can respect both. Number two, let the wrong people go. There are people in your life that you hold on to because you want them because, you know, you have memories and you have feelings towards them and you want to hold on to that. But if you know someone is in your life and it's not correct, it's okay to let them go and more so it's going to feel good in the long run if you know that someone is causing more harm than good. It was so hard for me in my 20s to learn how to let go of friends or people in my life that weren't supposed to be there. But now looking back, I'm so happy. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for me. Sometimes two people just don't get along. It doesn't mean that either. It doesn't also doesn't always mean that one person is a bad person. Some people just don't mesh well together. We don't have to be friends with everyone. And in the moment, it may seem like this scary thing, like it's going to haunt you and you're going to have to check their Instagram and creep on them forever. But one day you just forget about it. You move on. And it's awesome. Which also leads me to number three, which is kind of are the same. You can also just demote people. I learned this from TikTok and it changed my life. If there are friends or people in your life that just aren't, I don't want to say living up to your expectations, but there's expectations you want in a friendship. It doesn't always, I've learned as I got, I've gotten older, it doesn't always have to be conflict and arguments and cutting people out of your lives. Obviously boundaries and that stuff and sticking up for yourself are so important, but sometimes you can just simply in your head demote someone. Not everyone has to be a best friend. If there's someone who's always late and doesn't show up for you or doesn't you know, treat you perfectly in some situations, demote them to an acquaintance. It doesn't have to be this big deal. You can just simply be busy more often, hang out with them less. You know, It doesn't have to always end in conflict. And that has really helped me when I notice I'm around people that I like, but you know, sometimes they drain me a little bit, but I do like their company. And you know, I don't like, sometimes they, I notice that you know, we have a good time, but then they want to use me a little too much for social media stuff. I learned to demote them and just make them friends I hang out with every now and then and in spaces I'm comfortable with. And that has made life so much easier. Number four, your goals are there for a reason. 
that took me a while to learn because in my 20s, I was filled with so much self-doubt and I just always thought that, oh, I'm like, I'm not meant to do these things and I'm just so jealous of everyone else who gets to do them and, you know, everyone gets to do this and I don't get to do it and I just have these goals that I'm never going to live up to. Your goals are there for a reason. You are meant to chase them. You do not have these big goals so you can watch other people live out your dream life. You have these goals to fuel you, to like light something up within you so you can get up and go after it. It's there for a reason. You are not an imposter. You have just as much potential as the person next to you, okay? Don't let your goals go to waste. Um, and it's okay if, if, you're, if it's going to take time, if it's gonna, you're going to be a beginner at, at first. The time is going to pass anyways, and we all start as beginners, so might as well get going. Number five, live with intention, okay? I have a whole episode out about intentional living now. Intentional living will take you from living on autopilot and having no control over what happens in your life and just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. I don't like that phrase, but you know, it's, it's a phrase um, to knowing exactly what you're doing and how you're going to get there and having control over the outcome. So live, in, live with intention. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. I'm telling you, it will change your life. Number six, wear the sunscreen. Wear the sunscreen, younger Lindsay. Jesus, come on. I'm talking to you, 22-year-old Lindsay, in the tanning beds. Get out of those. Now I still lay out, okay? We got a balcony. I go up there almost every day for like 20, 40 minutes, 20, to 40, 20 on each side, but I wear my sunscreen now, okay? When I go outside, I'm always wearing my sunscreen because I've had a few spots that I had to go get looked at, and the first time you have to do that, it is terrifying because that is the moment it hits you that none of those tans were worth anything like that. It is not worth the fear. Now, obviously, those things can still happen. I'm not trying to say, like, sunscreen's the end-all be-all. But, like, take care of your skin. You'll be grateful for it. I'm now on tretinoin, which is, like, you know, um, anti-aging skincare, to get rid of the dark spots from when I didn't wear sunscreen. And now I'm a daily sunscreen user, I promise. Wear the sunscreen. Overall, just take care of yourself. If there are things that you know you should be doing that your future self will thank you for health-wise, do it. Okay? Do it. Floss. Sunscreen. What else? Cuticle oil. (laughs) just do it okay um number seven it is okay to explore with your style I in my 20s made a video about how I felt like not like diagnosed but I felt like I've had multiple personalities because I changed my style so much and my therapist was like what she was like you it's okay to change your style like it's okay to explore the hair colors and the outfits and the styles and trends just it's fine it doesn't mean something's wrong with you if someone else has like they know what their style is and that's they're always dressing in one certain style but you or maybe like me and you want to switch it up that's fine it doesn't mean something's wrong with you it means you're exploring and trying new things it's fine it's fine okay I'm repeating myself because I did not understand that for a long time number eight your body is your home your body is your home. This apartment is not my home. I will not have this forever. I will not be in this apartment for the rest of my life. I will be in this body the rest of my life. Remember that. I see everyone talking about how at their 30s, and that's what scares people. Like, oh, I just hit 30 and like my back always hurts and like I can't bend down. Well, then you should do some stretching. What? Guys, I am in the best shape of my life now at 30. I no longer go to the gym because I hate myself. I don't starve myself. I eat adequately enough. I eat, I fuel my body. I work out because I love my body. I stretch. I'm in a good routine. What? 
No. And I'm so sorry if you're like, okay, obviously some people have like, there are reasons behind that. But if you are just like, I don't know why I have all these aches and pains, do something about that. At 30, you should not just be like giving up and be like, oh, I got an ache in my back. I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to not worry about it. No. Go get some physical therapy if you need it. Get some stretching. Take care of yourself. 30 is so young. You should, you, no, don't allow that. I'm giving you some tough love. I'm not someone who thinks you have to look a certain way, but being able to move and feel a certain way, like that's different. Like you want to be able to, if you have kids one day, play with your kids, walk upstairs. Like my grandma, I love her. I love her so much, but she struggles sometimes to wash her hair, to put her hands above her head. And that is so sad to me. And obviously like that can happen, but I just, I am realizing when I see people on TikTok, like, oh, I just hit 30 and like my back's always hurting. I'm like, no, no, no. You are way too young for that. Stretch, girl. Stretch. Take care of your body, okay? You have so much time left in your body at 30. Take care of it. It's, and I think the reason people stop taking care of themselves is because so much of like, is it propaganda? I don't know what propaganda means. I probably shouldn't be saying that word. Is that bad? I don't know. So social media <laughs> and like consumerism, <laughs> just throwing out bigger words, and all of the corporations, <laughs> try to, they like convince us that at 25 we expire. So it gets in so many young people's heads that they should just like give up at, at this age and they get so down on themselves. No, you haven't even begun. Okay. I have, I'm just getting started. And you may think you've begun at 25. I thought I had begun and maybe you have. Okay, whatever. I thought I had. I'm just getting started. I mean, I've done obviously a lot of things, but like I'm, I'm re-getting started. Okay. Take care of yourself. This body's got to be with you forever. Remember that. Take care. And it's easier to start now. If you are, wherever you're listening, whatever, whatever age you're at, it's easier to start now than to wait 10 years. It's better if you just get started now taking care of yourself. So that's what I'm saying. Um, and also that means not just like physical exercise it also just means like the way you talk to yourself the way you treat your body I know so many people that are so mean to themselves and look they look back at old photos every two three years like oh my gosh I looked so good back then I wish I had been nicer to myself and then they're mean to themselves now I'm like and it's a cycle of hating themselves in the moment but looking back and realizing they looked great stop that cycle you look great now remember that realize that be nice to yourself put some affirmations on a sticky note on your mirror and be kinder to yourself okay you're going to be with, with yourself for a long time. You better get comfortable with who you are. Love ya. Number nine. Aging is beautiful. Okay. I was so afraid of getting older. So afraid. I, um, I don't know why. It's wonderful. I'm the most confident I've ever been. Do you guys remember me a few years ago? I was such a pushover. I was so mean to myself. I was so unkind to myself. I didn't trust my voice. Like I was just, I was afraid if I put too many exclamation marks in an email. And now I'm like, absolutely not. I know who I am. I Oh my gosh, it's like the TikTok. I know who I am. I like who I am. I like what I'm about. I like the things that I like and I'm proud of who I am. And that's the great thing about aging is I start to look back and realize my 20s, the worst part of most of it, besides like obviously like traumatic stuff, the worst part of most of it was just the way I viewed the things. I was just constantly worried about everyone else, what they thought about me. But I wasn't thinking about what they were doing, meaning they were constantly thinking about what everyone else was thinking about them, but nobody was thinking about them. We're all just thinking about ourselves. So we spend too much time overthinking all this. And as I've gotten older, something just clicked. And everyone said like around your 30s, it just clicks. And I was like, what's going to happen at 30? It just clicked. Um, If you are someone who's into, into astrology, 
apparently around 29 to 30 you go through your you end your solar return your solar return is something Saturn return solar return Saturn return I think but basically you go through like a Saturn return solar return one of those between the ages of like 27 to 30 like it's like a three-year process and you come out of it around 29 to 30 and mine just ended and apparently at the end of your Saturn return it's like when you become your most confident and best self I love that so maybe it is maybe it's just a thing so it's not it's gonna be fine you're gonna be you're gonna be good uh number 10 this is a big one I thought at 30 society made me think that at 30 I wasn't going to be allowed to participate in fun things or that I was going to be boring or that I was going to be old. I am more connected to my inner child at 30 than ever before. I am more connected to my youth at 30 than ever before because now at 30 I have the confidence to allow myself to have childlike play and fun without the worry what, of what everyone else thinks where in my 20s I was so wrapped up in what everyone else was thinking about me that I didn't have any fun and I ruined that fun by overthinking so 30s I'm more like my inner child than ever before I am more connected to my younger self than ever before and I can confidently say at 30 my inner child is proud. Younger me is proud to be 30. It's aging is incredible. You, you don't just feel, and I, I never understood why people would say things like, oh, like you, I still feel so young. It's because you start to feel more like your younger self as you get a little older because you allow yourself to, f- to do the things you like to do without worrying so much. And also not just worrying, but in your 20s, you're learning, you're growing up. There's a lot of growing pains. It's life. And now in my 30s, like I'm more settled and connected to myself and I have more better intuition. I'm more aligned. So I'm, I'm allowed to just enjoy the things I want to enjoy without overthinking it and ruining it. So yeah, it's great, you know? Um, also, how funny is it? This is like the exact same hair I had when I was a kid. And then here at 30, I have the same haircut. Number 11, it's okay (laughs) to make mistakes. I made so many mistakes when I was younger and I thought I was going to be defined by those forever. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does things they're not proud of. Everyone is learning and growing. You're allowed to learn and grow. It's okay if you made mistakes. It's okay. And I'm finally okay with that. I realize my mistakes have made me who I am and I did learn from them. Learn from your mistakes so you don't keep going through them, but it's fine. Everyone has made mistakes, okay? Number 12, paths and timelines can look different. Listen, just because someone else already has the white picket fence and the house and the kids and the marriage doesn't mean that's what you have to have right now. People's timelines can look different. It's okay. You're not behind. You don't have to do things in the same order as everyone else. I know that TV and society made us feel like that's what we had to do for so long, but we are realizing in this generation, it doesn't have to go in that order. And it's more fun if it goes in a different order. It's exciting. It's like a book that doesn't have the same chapters as everyone else's. It's a little surprise, okay? It doesn't mean you aren't going to have the things. It also would be kind of boring to have all of the things at once. It's fun to take the time, you know? It's fun. Um, I haven't gotten my career to where I wanted to be. I'll be honest. Like, there's so many things I want to do. I want to write the book. And 
The things that I thought I wanted, I'm so glad they didn't happen back then because I wasn't ready. I didn't write the book. I did not work out. My first podcast failed. My YouTube channel, in a sense, kind of, I didn't. I don't want to say it failed because it was my career for so long. It got me to where I am. I don't know. I don't like saying that, but it's not going the way it was. Like those things happened, and that was my timeline. It forced me to figure out my values and who I wanted to be, so that now I'm doing things the right way. And I'm building success that is sustainable, where before I wasn't doing that. That's my timeline. Some people became millions of subscribers and whatever on YouTube and massive success at 18. That's their timeline. We don't have to compare and judge. Your timeline is your timeline and it doesn't need to be compared. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I promise you it's more fun to enjoy it than to stress about someone else's. Number 13, heal. Heal, heal, heal. Above anything else, heal. It is so important to do the healing work. I am still healing. I actually wrote it down in my notes the other day. I wonder if I can find it on, ah, um, on April 7th. It was the two-year anniversary of my mom's passing. And I wrote down, I don't know why I wrote this down, but I just write stuff for my book one day. I wrote down April 7th, 2022. The day I realized I, the day I realized I haven't healed from my mom's death. I'm only just getting started. It took me two years to realize I'm just now starting to heal from it. I think because I was so angry and mad that she left me that I wasn't allowing myself to heal. And once I admitted that grief for me is just admitting how much I loved her, despite all of it, now I'm healing. And I didn't realize it hit me in the face on her two-year anniversary. Like, I finally can come to terms how much I miss her and how much I love her. And I'm healing now. Everyone heals for different things at different times. Healing is such a different, it's a roller coaster of a journey, but let yourself do it. Let yourself heal. Go to therapy if you need to go to therapy. Talk to people, join support groups. I know it's tough if bad things have happened to you, but you do. You deserve to live a life that is not defined by the bad things that happened to you. You deserve to write a new story for yourself. Your past does not have to define your future if you don't want it to. You can take accountability for what happens next, despite the fact that someone else may have done something to put you where you're at. I know that sucks, but you can get up and say, you know what, you hurt me, but I'm going to save me because the bad people aren't going to come back and save you. They have moved on because they're bad people, but you can get up and save yourself. Okay. You can get up and move on from it. Also, let me say the bad people are not always bad people. People make mistakes, but you get what I'm saying. Like we don't remember all the things. Sometimes we hurt people and we don't even realize we've hurt them. There are probably people that have to heal from something I did from them. I didn't go back to save them because I'm not aware of it. We're all so focused on ourselves. That's the same for everyone. So you've got to get up and do the work. You deserve to not have a life defined by the things that have happened to you. It's going to feel so beautiful to heal. It is so beautiful and it is so well worth it. Uh, the number Next one, number 14, take the risks. Take the dang risks, okay? I do not regret any time that I took a risk and failed. I really don't, but I do regret all the risks. Actually, I don't really, like I said, I don't really regret much, which is so cool about turning 30. I'm just realizing it's just, you have so much time to try again. But I do wish, I, I, I realize, like, I wish I had taken more risks and I'm learning, I want to take more risks now. The, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. Don't go jumping off a building and blame me though, okay? But I am saying, take the risks, put yourself out there, make new friends, try new things, do the stuff that you've dreamed about and just try it and see what happens, Okay just try it. It's okay. I know it's scary. Feel the fear and do it anyways. Dance with the fear. Get comfortable with it because it's going to make for a much better plot. Number 15, you are so lovable. 
Just because someone didn't love you the way you wanted them to love you does not define how lovable you are. You are so worthy of love, okay? Someone's inability to treat you the way you want to be treated or deserve to be treated is not a reflection of you. The way someone treated you is a reflection of them. You are so deserving of love and of good treatment and you can't let the way someone else treated you dictate the way you feel, okay? I promise you, I promise you, you are so worthy of love and it is not your fault if someone else has some healing and some work to do in that department, okay? Don't let that scare you from seeking new healthy love and putting yourself out there. You are so worthy of love, okay? You are not defined by those kind of things. And the right person will love you and it will show you how worthy of love you are. I am so grateful for Noah because I thought, I honestly felt like everyone in my life left me. My dad, my biological dad, I have no idea where he's at. He has three other kids that he seemed to raise and be happy with. I don't know where he's at. He doesn't talk to me. I I think I've gotten like a couple emails from him, some letters, but that's it. And that made me feel so unloved for so much of my life. And I didn't realize that for a long time. And then so many guys treated me so poorly. I was bullied by my friends. And I had this thought in my head that I must be so unlovable. And I realized, no, I was around the wrong people who hadn't learned how to love yet. Now that I'm around Noah, he shows me how worthy of love I am. And I can show him how worthy of love he is. And I realized all those times when people didn't love me the way I wanted to be loved, it wasn't because there was something wrong with me. I was just seeking love from the wrong person. Okay, so instead, instead of seeking love from all these people, start to love yourself enough to walk away from the people that aren't treating you the way you want to deserve to be treated. Walk away from someone who is loving you out of who is, you know, isn't loving you and who's, you know, hurting you or anything like that. Find self-love and then you will find the people that are going to love you properly. I promise. Okay. number 16. This is a quick one. Learn to save budget and finance. Okay, I. I had so much credit card debt for the longest time. I just paid off my credit card debt last month. It was so rewarding because it took me my whole life. My whole, I'm 30. Okay, again, I'm not old. <laughs> I'm just saying it took me so, I mean, this is my whole life so far, I guess. Um, it just took me so long. And I did not understand anything about how late fees and interest and it was bad. Okay, <laughs> learn learn finance stuff. Uh, Noah, is, Noah, honestly, I'm so grateful because he was an econ major. He taught me all about saving and budgeting and spending charts and it has made things go a lot better. I think a lot of people just think that I'm, I have a lot of people who ask me like how I am like so good financially and stuff. We don't make like millions of dollars, guys. I We, are, we do well, but we live in New York City, so we don't do that well. <laughs> and we have to be really smart with our money and I'm we're learning that and I promise you that was the biggest thing for me learning how to spend and not just throw my money out the window Um, and learning how to like purchase smart and learning that if I want something in the moment that's a big purchase I can walk away and if I still want it in a month then then it means it's more worth it versus having to buying a bunch of stuff and then regretting it two days later and realizing I didn't need it number 17 it doesn't make you an asshole to stop allowing people to treat you like a doormat. It does not make you a bad person for standing up for yourself. It does not make you a bad person for knowing your worth. I was so afraid of confrontation that I let everyone treat me poorly. And once I realized that I was avoiding conflict, but I was also avoiding inner peace, I realized sometimes you have to stand up for yourself to have inner peace. It doesn't make you a bad person, okay? It's self-love. Number 18 rejection will make sense later. 
all the times I heard no with my career and my life, it makes sense now. And it, it sucks because when everyone's like, oh, like, you know, bad timing or, you know, sometimes things, it's not, it's, it's not a no, it's a not right now. You hate hearing that stuff in the moment. You are just like, okay, well, you don't get it. But now I'm like, you know what? They're right. <laughs> they were right. I am so grateful for the rejection I got in my life. I'm so grateful for the things that didn't want me, the no's, the not right now, the we're passing up you up. The, the people that passed on me for someone else because it I learned from those things. It taught me so much about myself and my career and it put me where I'm at now and I'm so happy where I'm at now that I'm glad the things that didn't, I'm glad I didn't get the things that I thought I wanted because I'm getting better and I wouldn't have gotten better if I'd had those things. Uh, number 19, I don't think I have a podcast about this. Maybe I should make one. I think I will. Learn your attachment style. I have an anxious attachment style. Noah has a secure attachment style. There's different types of how attachment styles, it comes a lot from our childhood. And it dictates how we handle relationships and conflict communication. Learning your attachment style and then learning attachment styles of your close friends, significant others, helps you learn how to handle them, learn how they communicate, and they can also learn how to communicate with you effectively. And it is so much easier because sometimes I would try to be like solving a problem without realizing I was making the problem worse. But since Noah understands my attachment style, he knows what I'm trying to convey now. It's wonderful. Jay Shetty has a podcast all about attachment styles. And then there's also a book called Attached, I believe is what it's called. And then you can also just Google attachment style quiz to find out what yours is. I think that was one of the best things that I did was learn my attachment style. Number 20, don't settle. Don't settle for anything. If you want something, stop settling. Now, it is okay to be content. It is okay to be happy. It is great to be happy with what you have. It's great to be grateful for what you have. It's great to feel happy with what you have. You don't always have to want more. But if you want something and you have this like feeling in your gut that you want something, then don't settle. Don't settle for 50% when you want 100%. Settling energy is not going to fly with me. Mm Mm-mm. Do not settle for 50% if you want 100%. You are capable of achieving 100% of all the things you want. You can have it all if you want it. You don't have to settle for 50%. You can't, you've, if, if it's going to take time and effort and starting from zero and learning, the time is going to pass anyways, you might as well go for it. Number 21, this is more of a for me one. I just learned alcohol isn't for me. I do not have any issues with other people drinking. A lot of my friends drink. Noah drinks. I have drank many times. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself sober. I haven't had a drink in like six months. Um, I've just, I had a, sorry, Noah just came home, hopefully. Um, where was I? Oh, um, I just realized alcohol isn't for me and that's okay. It's not that I have any issues with alcohol. I don't care if my friends drink like Noah drinks. I just don't like drinking. I struggled a lot with drinking when I was younger and it put me in a lot of bad situations. And also we found out I'm allergic to beer. So I think that also just left an icky taste in my mouth was the fact that I used to like pass out and stuff and get really overly drunk thinking. And I thought, I always thought that maybe I was just overdoing it and didn't realize. Turns out I was allergic to beer. (laughs) Um, I just don't like to drink. I don't like how I feel when I drink. It brings out a side of me that I don't like. Um, It brings out bad memories. And I think I've realized it's okay. 
again, number one, two things can ex- exist at once. It's okay for my friends to drink, for me to love them and accept them and not judge them. It's okay for me to not drink and people don't have to judge and shame me. And I don't have to explain myself. That's another one. Um, I wish I could have added that one on, but 21.2. Um, you don't have to explain yourself. No is an answer. If you don't want to drink, don't drink. If you don't want to go out with friends, you don't have to go. If you don't want to make plans with someone, you can just say no. And that is a full response. That is my answer. And I'm so grateful to be around friends that don't judge me when I say no, or I don't feel like I have to explain myself. And once I say no, that's enough. And I'm grateful that I've gotten to a place where I feel comfortable saying no, because for a long time, I think that one thing that really made me dislike alcohol was that people would ask me to, if I wanted to drink. And even though I, d- I knew it, like at the time, I just didn't like the taste of alcohol. I know that I used to would have all those issues with passing out. I would say yes because I didn't want people to judge me which just made it worse in general it was just this whole spiral in my head and now I realize it's fine if I don't want to drink it doesn't there's nothing wrong with me for not wanting to drink there's nothing wrong with someone who does want to drink I don't think we have to shame either way I'm also not sober so like if I ever have a glass of wine that doesn't mean you know it's okay to change your mind it's okay to decide you know it's just fine I've just realized overall that alcohol isn't something I enjoy I enjoy lots of sugar you know, lots of people don't like sugar. I, I've eaten like five s'mores cookies today. No shame. <laughs> so yeah, that's just what I finally realized is I don't like the taste of alcohol. Um, also, number 22, it's okay if you take medication. I am on meds. And I'm so proud of myself because I felt so shamed and judged about this for so long. But growing up, I remember noticing how much my mom struggled. And I wished so often. And I... I know her life would have been so different if she had tried medication but she was so afraid of the stigma and the shame around mental health medication that she never did and my mom she passed like she she passed away and I do believe if she had gotten control of her mental health she could still be here that's just the truth and I started to realize that I was going down some of the holes that my mom did. I wasn't struggling with addiction. I mean, like I said, I did have issues with alcohol when I was younger. I really did have issues. And that's why when I say alcohol wasn't for me, it wasn't like I I just did not know how to say no. And I I would overly drink and then get myself in situations I didn't want to be in. But I noticed I had a lot of behaviors um, the past few years that my mom did. And I know I was struggling with some things and I went and got re-diagnosed and I was diagnosed with complex PTSD. Um, she said that I do have a little bit of depression and anxiety, but the depression and anxiety come from the PTSD. So if the PTSD wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have the anxiety and depression. So overall, it's just complex PTSD is the diagnosis. And I was also diagnosed with ADHD, um, which is interesting. But um, yeah, I take medication and I'm not afraid of that. I take Zoloft. Um, I was taking sertraline, which is the general, the generic version, but I was allergic to the generic version. So I take Zoloft Um, and it's okay. It's okay if people don't want to take it. It's okay if people do. I think we got to change the conversation where we accept that we don't understand someone else's experience or why they may want to take medication. Um, And it's okay to accept someone doing something that you may not understand. And that's been the biggest thing for me is so many people will be like, Oh, but you, have you tried working out or have you tried CBD or have you tried this or that? And it's like, yeah, I have. And I still take medication. I can do both. I do work out. I do this and that. And I've tried therapy. I'm in therapy, you know, and it can be a combo. And, 
mental taking medication can be a part of taking care of your mental health. It is a part of it if you if you need it or want it. Um, it's also okay to with go you know forego it if you don't want to. Myla is licking. She just went out to pee, so she's licking her crotch right behind us. Myla, that's rude. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've just finally gotten really comfortable with the fact that yeah, I'm on medication. I used to try and hide it. If I had to take it when we were out at dinner, I'd like try and hide it and do it really quickly. And I'm like, no, it's not a big deal. Um, it's fine. It's just part of who I am and I'm not ashamed. And if people shame me for it, they're not the people for me because that's just my life. Number 23, discipline is bigger than motivation. I spent all of my 20s trying to figure out how to be more motivated towards my goals. The moment I realized I don't need to figure out how to be more motivated, I needed to figure out how to be more disciplined because once you become disciplined and you just do the things that you know are good for you, you will feel the reward. You will see the difference, you'll feel the benefits, and then the motivation will come. Motivation doesn't come first and then the discipline. Discipline comes first, you get some results, then you feel motivated to keep going. Number 24, you can't save everyone. This is something I kind of had to learn in therapy is that I have spent a lot of my 20s obsessing over, honestly, you know, the lives of my brothers and trying to help my mom back then and any of my friends who are going through hard times or anyone that I see struggling, I've always been the type of person who wants to save everyone. You can't save anyone but yourself. You can provide advice and resources if someone's willing to listen. You can give them helpful hints and tips, but people have to do their work, the work themselves. People all the time will message me and be like, oh my gosh, you saved my life. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I posted a podcast. I posted YouTube videos, Instagram posts with advice. If you take the advice and you do the work, you saved yourself. You saved you. Only we can save ourselves. And it's a beautiful thing because we have to give ourselves credit when we pull ourselves out of hard places and dark places and hard times because you did the work. You saved yourself. The resources were out there. You are the one that did the work. You didn't, you know, and I've also realized that I, I can try my best to force people to live a different life and show them what, what different life they can live. But if someone doesn't want to make the change, I can't force them and I can't spend my entire life feeling sad about it and obsessing over it. It's hard. It's definitely hard, especially when it's people you care about, but people have to learn on their own. It's crazy. Um, hopefully they're okay that I'm saying this, but I spent a few years really worried about my brothers because we've been through a lot. They were so young when they lost my mom and that is really hard to do. You know, they were living with my mom and then she passed and, you know, before that they got taken away and moved with their dads and that's a lot to go through. And I was really worried and I was always trying to tell them what to do and try to, trying to fix them and save them. And eventually one of my brothers, I remember, was just like, please stop telling me what to do. And it hurt. But my therapist was like, he's right. He's got to grow up on his own and learn on his own. He's got to, you know, I was at, that was the same way. I didn't, if someone was like, oh, hey, hey, this is the way to go. This is what you should do. When I was 18, I wasn't going to listen either. And I stopped telling them what to do. And I started just being there for them and being an example if I could and just being a sister. They're both doing great. They're both doing incredible. I'm so proud of them. I realized they they just had to grow up and live, you know, do the things that I had to go through. But ultimately, I realized when I stopped trying to save everyone, it was better for both parties because they could figure out their lives. I could be there to support them. It didn't have to break me trying to save someone else. And 
it it was just better. I became so much healthier because of it because it's not healthy to try and save everyone and to constantly be thinking about everyone else's choices and what you what they should be doing because you can really only think about your I mean you can think about other people but you can really only control yourself. And I think that was one of the healthiest things I did was kind of loosen the reins and realize I can't force people to change or to do things I'm doing. Rue, can we not do that on camera, dude? Sorry guys. Anyways, not uh, let's move on from that one. Number 25 every day can be a special occasion. I talked about this a lot in my intentional living podcast, but we spend so much of our life, at least I did in my twenties, I spent so much time saving outfits or makeup or lips or something, saving the shoes for a special occasion and then never getting to it, wearing it once. Every day can be a special occasion. I can get dressed up for anything. I can, you can make any day a special occasion if you want to. Oh my gosh, my camera's going to die again. We're going to wrap this up. Number 26. It's not cringy. If you think someone dancing or having fun is cringy, ask yourself why that is. Why is someone having fun cringy? Maybe it's something that you need to work on. And maybe it's just that you're jealous, because I definitely was, that someone else is having fun and being their, their selves. And that they are connected to that inner child version of themselves and just being playful. Once you stop, once you stop thinking the things you're doing is cringy and worrying about being cringy, you can really just have fun and live your life. I'm literally recording on. Oh my gosh. Okay, hold on, wait. Oh my gosh, I am literally recording on photo booth. This is what I get for, like I said, getting used to this whole like trying to do a video podcast. I, when my, bat- my battery died and while it was, I have two batteries and I should have had the other one charging and I didn't. And I hope, I hope my last um, clip saved. That's the worst part when a battery dies on a camera and you're like, did it save, did it not save? Let's hope for the best. But what I was saying, just in case, is it's not cringy to have fun someone else having fun isn't cringy. Let's let people have fun. It's, I would rather be the person having fun than the person laughing at the people having fun and judging from the sidelines. If you look back at your life and you spend all of that time laughing at people for having fun, that's gonna suck. It is going to suck. And the people who enjoyed their lives are gonna look back and be like, yeah, I enjoyed my life. People might've laughed, but I don't care. You, you, which one would you rather be? And I think acknowledging if you're the, being the one who laughs on the sidelines is the biggest way to fix it because it's so, it's like natural and easy for us to get embarrassed and worry that people are judging us and to just by default think that we have to protect ourselves. So like, oh, we're too cool for that because we don't, we ourselves are doing that not because we actually think it's cringy, usually because we want to protect ourselves from being laughed at. So then we laugh at other people. It doesn't make sense. But once you acknowledge it and realize, you know what, I want to have fun. I don't care if people judge me everything can change because you realize that you can, again, it's intentional living, take the control back. Um, and it is very freeing. Once I stopped caring so much about if people think I'm cringy, my life got so much better because I, everything was dictated by that. My content, the way I dressed, the way I spoke, you know, everything I did in my life, I was so afraid of being cringy or too much or too this or too that. I just want to be myself. Number 27, find healthy escapes. This is such an important one. Um, Sorry, I feel like I'm being redundant. Hopefully not. I'm probably not. I'm probably overthinking it because Noah's home now. So he's like in the corner watching me record on photo booth for the last three ones, three of them. And he's, we're supposed to be going to a cookout and he's probably like, hurry up, Lindsay, we gotta go. Um, But this is what I get for waiting until the end of the day to record this, but find healthy escapes. I thought for the longest time that I had to only read self-help books and you always hear people say like, be careful what you watch or what you read. It's okay to just enjoy stuff. (laughs) It's okay to enjoy fiction books and 
fiction movies. You don't have, doesn't always have to be learning and growing and self-help. It can just be enjoyment. I don't love reading self-help books and I've learned that and I realize I read way more if I read a fiction book and it's healthier for me to read a fiction book than to buy a million self-help books and not read them. It's okay to have healthy escapes. And I don't even know if it's considered an escape, but that's what we called it when I was in therapy because I was always so stressed about the fact that I didn't read self-help books and I could never finish them anymore. Because I've read a few, obviously, but I just kind of fell out of love with them and my therapist was like, what's so bad about... I just burped again, sorry guys. <laughs> she was like, what's so bad about just enjoying a fiction book? What's bad about immersing yourself into someone else's story? What's bad about immersing yourself into a new world, creativity, new possibilities, new lives. There's nothing bad about that. It's actually very healthy. Um, and seeing it that way, instead of shaming myself for my, whatever my quote unquote escapes are, made it a much more enjoyable experience because I would also shame myself for reading fiction books all the time. I would shame myself for just enjoying a book. And then the experience is less enjoyable. Same as if you're shaming yourself for taking a rest day. It doesn't feel that restful if you spend the whole time shaming yourself with thinking about all the things you could be doing. But if you just enjoy your rest day, enjoy your fiction book, enjoy your reality TV, enjoy your Netflix binge, whatever it is, enjoy the dessert. It's so much more enjoyable than if you shame yourself the whole time, even though you're still doing it. And then afterwards, it doesn't feel that good. So might as well just enjoy something when you're doing it. And then you realize we are the ones that decide if something's good or not. We have put all these, we have, we've put all the labels on what is good for us and bad for us. And there's so many things that are good for us. And that's what comes back to being more childlike as I get older, is I realize as a kid, I loved reading. I loved fun TV shows, um, cookies, whatever. And I, I am the one that made myself think those things were bad and they're not. They're very healthy. They're hobbies, they're things to do. They are things that make life enjoyable. Um, and I think we just spend so much time, probably with social media, seeing what everyone else is doing and watching a 15 second video of someone's life and thinking, oh, well, they're doing the dishes and working out and eating vegetables and drinking green juice. So that must mean that's all they, that's all they do when that's not true. That was a 15 second video that was designed to do well with the algorithm, you know? So they do fun stuff too. And if they don't, I, I hope they start because <laughs> that's what life is for. Number 28, practice mindfulness now. The longer you wait to have a mindfulness routine, the harder it gets. And you wanna build a mindfulness routine before you need it. Because when I go back, when I find myself getting back into like a survival mode or find myself in a time of depression or anxiety now that I have PTSD, when I find myself in stressful situations and I can notice that I'm acting on that PTSD, I have mindfulness tools to go back to. Obviously, again, like I said, I'm also on medication, but there are still obviously times in life where things don't go my way. And before I always handled, I handled things very poorly for a lot of my life. I would overreact, I would you know, get angry or I would shut down or I would shut people out and I, I wasn't handling things the way I should have handled them, that's just it. And I realized that by creating a mindfulness routine of whatever it is for you and reading fiction books, for example, is part of a mindfulness routine, going on walks, reading, um, uh, working out, uh, meditation, tapping. Um, there's so many different things that can be mindfulness. Finding something that is soothing for you. I think the term is like self-soothing, self-regulation. Finding ways to soothe yourself out of a bad state when life isn't going your way and you're feeling like disruptive and a way to like basically calm your nervous system is gonna make going through life's hurdles so much easier. 
versus having hard times come to you in life because it's going to happen, not having that mindfulness routine to fall back on and instead falling back into unhealthy patterns that you might have been used to. So I really recommend creating some sort of mindfulness routine. Just having one thing. Journaling is another good one. I'm really starting to get into journaling. I'm trying to write like little poetry basically because I never like just writing what I was doing throughout the day. So instead when I'm feeling a certain way, I just find a way to write it in a few sentences. And that's that works for me. Finding something to calm you down and to soothe yourself in hard times is gonna carry you so far versus falling back into those old routines. But the important thing is to start the, the mindfulness routine now so that it's easier to pick up in hard times. Number 29, this is a silly one, but it's important. It's okay to cut your hair. It's okay to get the bangs. It's okay to get a haircut and hate it. It is not the end of the world. I wish I could go back to 25 year old me the first time I cut my hair short when it was like dyed, like box dye, jet black with the bangs and I hated it. And I let that haircut ruin like a year of my life. I didn't do anything. I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to be seen. I acted like the world was ending because I didn't like my haircut. It's, I look back at it now and I'm like, it really wasn't that bad. It was fine. Like some people said it was their favorite hair I've ever had. I don't agree with you, but it really wasn't that bad. And I cannot believe I was so stressed about it. Like it's okay to play around with your hair. It is hair, it will grow. It, it's okay. I just cut it recently and now I realize I like it short again. And if I change my mind in a few months and I don't like it, it's okay, it will grow. Do not let a silly haircut, cause I know how we can be, okay? If you're anything like me, it's a, it's a haircut. If you want to try the bangs, get the bangs. They'll grow out, okay? Uh, and number 30, the most important one. No one has it all figured out, okay? Not a single person has it all figured out. Most people have no idea what they're doing. They're just going each through each day thinking, I hope I'm doing this right. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Everyone, everyone thinks that everyone else has it figured out and that they don't have it figured out. But the truth is, no one has it figured out. And I don't think we ever will because that is the beauty of life, is that we're always learning, evolving, and figuring things out as we go. And it's kind of fun. It can be fun if you want it to be fun. There will be hard times, there will be tough times, but you'll get through it, it'll get better, it'll be okay. The people that you look up to, that you think are on this pedestal, it must have it all figured out, it must be so much better. No, they're doing the same things. If they can follow their dreams, the people you look up to and go after these things, it's not because they have some superpower or that they're, but no, they're just figuring it out as they go. And once you realize that no one has it figured out and you're not behind, you're not doing something wrong, you know, you, you're doing, you're doing great. That's the truth. You are doing great. We don't give ourselves enough credit and you are doing great. You're doing fine. You have so much time left. Okay. Whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, you have so much time left, okay? Um, you have so much potential. You have so much to learn. You have so much to give, so much to do. It's fine, okay? I hope 20-year-old me is proud of 30-year-old me because 30-year-old me is proud of all other ages. And I, I feel like my 30s are gonna be the best ever. And I am so excited for them. And I wanna say thank you guys for being here. It's crazy to think that I've been creating content since I was like 20 years old. I feel like I really did grow up on the internet. And it's weird, but I feel like I have this cool community and family and that we all just like know each other. And I can't imagine 
10 years from now. Oh my gosh, can you guys imagine 10 years from now if I make like a 40 things I learned at 40. Oh, okay, watch that happen and I'm gonna come back and um, remember this. But I love you guys. Thank you for being such a big part of my journey. Thank you for just being the best ever. Noah is like, if you don't finish this episode right now, he's hungry. Uh, you can come in the screen for a second if you want and wave. I'm doing a video. Hopefully this worked on photo booth. I had my camera died, so I switched to photo booth. Hi. So Noah's like, he's about to die if he doesn't eat it. So I love you guys so much. We're going to a cookout um, and it's going to be okay. I love you. Be proud of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I'll see you all next Tuesday. Bye.